0: And welcome to AstaVision. On today's show, I'm so pleased to welcome my mum and dad, but they're not only my mum and dad; they're my carers. And I just think that we don't see enough open conversation about carers' lives and what they go through, and uh, just just the the transition that they make into the world of disability. So, uh, welcome, mum and dad, Brenda and Dermot. Hi. Hi. Hi guys. So I just wanted to get you on really to discuss the carers uh point of view to to the world of disability because we 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 just don't hear it, you know, and 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 I think people do need to hear it. I think it's important especially as it could help other people with disabilities and other carers as well. So just just I'd like to know really from the beginning really i mean you know what kind of people you were growing up and how obviously how we transitioned into this so um yeah just just what well, before i came along what were your what were your lives like mom?
1: wow well, um yeah our lives were if you can say normal uh, but that word obviously shouldn't really use i suppose but um, yeah we i grew up as a in a family of five siblings um had a really nice good upbringing happy time um and life went on went went to secondary school did my thing didn't have any problems was it was really good um got older did all the things that a teenager does and um met the uh, the man i was going to marry uh, derma um and we started a life together. Um and we um obviously got married, uh, started a family, um, had three children, um, one our oldest Simon, uh, then Asta and Robin, our youngest.
0: Dad, what about what about you? How was how was life growing up for you? Uh was it as eve- even as uh
2: Mom, Brenda, I I, uh, I was doing fine, you know, in um, primary school. Passed my 11 plus and then one day my father brought me up to the bedroom and he says, we're sending you away to, to boarding school. So that was a massive transition for me. I, at 11 years old, I, I was sent to um, an Augustinian friars boarding school with um, which I can only describe as pretty... Machiavellian, you know. I um, I was in a very strange situation, um, being taught by priests who really didn't know how to treat children. And um, I mean, I won't elaborate really, because it's something that for me I experienced and I've gone through and uh, I've passed through that that whole thing. And plus, I had I had three other. Uh, siblings, my brother and uh, two sisters and uh, I had quite a nice experience with them but there was obviously a big gap with me being sent away to school it was like I was wrenched out of that family kind of nest and uh, just thrust out into the world at 11 so yeah but uh, Brenda had a more evenly balanced upbringing there I had let's say that you know. My, that- my father, my father was the local GP, and uh, he was more interested in his own reputation than he was in the, in our in, in our welfare.
0: Okay. So what? How? I know you said you, you. Well, obviously, I know there's there's three of us, and Simon was the firstborn. And was there any indication with Simon? um uh, relating to disability or w- was there any complications when simon came
1: there was no complications no um pregnancy went fine um the only thing that happened was um he was he was born by cesarean section which was great it was fine went through it fine and he was he was totally um uh, nothing wrong nothing nothing at all to worry about
0: Okay, and then I came along, and where where obviously I was born in Miami. Mm. Um, how how was how how was that? How did you end up in Miami?
1: Right, we were we were like a couple of hippies in the day, if you can call it that, um, but not really, really hippies. We were like um, we 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 were trying to find ourselves and find um uh what the meaning of life was if if you will um so we went to Miami and we uh we were looking for spiritual realization and we followed uh, a, a master there and we uh followed his teachings um and we settled there um Dermot's family lived there so we had contacts and we just wanted um a, a different life. And we took a chance and we did it. Um, when it, we'd been there about an, a year or so, Simon was three uh, and I got pregnant with you. Um, and everything was fine. Everything seemed to just go fine and everything. Um, but it just came to where um, another C-section because you were in difficulty and, um, and that was how we found out um, how you were. We had no inclination at all before the birth.
0: So just backtracking a little bit before I was born, were, how was life in Miami? How, how was how was it there? How was living in, obviously, because you, you were brought up in England, how was that transition going to Miami?
2: Um, Miami? If, if you think about it, for, I was thinking about it this morning and I was thinking, what as, as well as a spiritual thing, we really wanted a different life. We were kind of stuck in a rut mm-hmm. where we were. We'd been brought up in Rotherham. Mm-hmm. And really, it wasn't the best of places to get any work at that point. It, it was a bit of a dead end. So along came uh, my sister's uh, husband, uh, now, now passed away Mark and he came from New York and he brought a breath of fresh air into our lives and so we we thought that we'd a- actually get a better life somewhere else you know the grass is always greener isn't it and I kind of put myself now in the place of a lot of these so called asylum seekers I mean I hate that label by the way I, I don't think it's fair to to put that on anyone because people are human beings period that's what they are. And uh, I, we didn't have our papers at, the, at that point. so we were like working under the table. Mom and I both worked at Danny's restaurant in, in, on the Collins Avenue in Miami, and we worked there for two years. Mom was the, uh, she worked on the graveyard shift, and I worked on the breakfast shift. So we really worked really hard because there is no real safety net in America. You have to work. And that's the bottom line. And we did, and we we started it was to great eat.
1: as well. We yeah, yeah, a really good time.
2: Yeah, we did, and we started to eke a life out. I mean, I I, a, I used to wait on a lot of Jewish people because the the older Jewish people used to come down from New York. They called them, uh, I think it's snowbirds. So they they'd escape the the winters and they'd come to Miami. And I got you know I learned to, to treat them with well with respect and and cater to all the needs in, in the restaurants. And I, I started to almost have a, a little bit of a following there. And they used to tip me really well. So, no, Miami was a good experience. It, it, if, you, if you are a hard worker in life, then you're going to get on wherever you go. So
0: tell me about the day I arrived from the beginning
1: right the day you arrived i was you were obviously in distress i was in labor and I, you were in getting into distress so they did um a cesarean um obviously it was had to be quick so i wasn't awake so i um was asleep um and then the next thing i know i was in a bed sedated um with no baby at my side um and it was it was you, Dad, who um had to face what had happened with the doctors in the operating theatre and everything. This,
0: this was after the C section.
1: This was after the C section, yeah.
0: Well yeah.
2: the mum really wanted a, a natural birth with the second baby. Mm. And uh so we went to all the classes and we we we, we got in with a good uh Obstetrician uh, Doctor Garcia, and he was really up for having uh, having a, a, a natural birth. So there we are, you know, um, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, mom starts to feel contractions, so we went to North Miami General Hospital, and um, it, it's funny because uh, Doctor Garcia wasn't on that day. He, he had his his partner was on uh and um he wasn't a similar vibration to Dr Garcia he was a bit abrupt and so it the, the whole atmosphere changed in in the in in the in the the room where we that's were that's a big deal isn't it because
0: you 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 almost work with your obstetrician like from a very early stage and yeah. the confidence is built from yeah er, early on how how was
1: yeah. that yeah, what happened was we'd worked with, the. you go to like the officers there and you see the obstetrician all through, but these were partners. Um, so on that night that I went into labour, it was, Dr. Garcia wasn't on, it wasn't his call, so it was this other doctor. And to tell you the truth, we had a bit, he, he could be a bit abrupt and he was like not a... Not a very nice person, actually, to to deal with. Uh, we got through it, but he wasn't that. He wasn't as nice as our doctor. But anyway, we were there, and we found out he was on call. It was his thing. So anyway, we were like in the room, and we start all of a sudden heard this commotion outside the door. In the, uh, cor- in in the, the corridor, corridor, there
2: were a, there were a lot of people rushing, toing and throwing yeah, and panicking. Manicking. So we wondered what was going on and um we um we heard that the the nurse came in and he's, they said that he'd had a heart attack in yeah. the corridor, yeah,
1: so they had to send doctor garcia
2: yeah gar-, gar, gar garcia did yeah. was was brought along, so
1: we got our doctor that we wanted in a it was not a bad it was a bad way to have to it to happen
0: so well, the obst- the obstetrician the stood in, had a heart attack in the corridor yeah
1: in the corridor, yeah, in the corridor. Outside inside
2: my room, so he was taken
0: out
1: immediately yeah. you know
2: and i mean we 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 tried to make the atmosphere in the room really nice. we brought our best music along, and we were it was playing along Pink Floyd and all the rest of the stuff and um hour after hour happened while you were in mm-hmm. labor i I think it must have been about was it six it hours you were time. in labor yeah. And and uh, that the, they knew that something was wrong, and that you, you they didn't want you to be in distress. So um, they they whipped you away, didn't they, into the operating theatre again? Yeah. And yet there you were having a cesarean. Yeah. So that that
0: uh, after before this there wasn't any inclination that there was going to be any complications with me or I, I had no. I have not, this disability.
1: Not a thing. No, In thing. those back, looking back then, like now, I think now there are more scans, but then there wasn't, there they weren't the scans like there are today um, and it wouldn't have been detected. Your condition okay. would not have been detected.
0: Wow. Okay, so, so going from the scan to you waking up from sedation and... Me not being there, what what happened then? Well, I I I'll pick that one up because Mona Patterson
2: was uh, the midwife, and she would schooled us all the way along t- to have a natural birth, and and she was quite conscious. And I and Mona were waiting in the, you know, as you do outside because you can't go in for a cesarean. An hour after hour passed, and I said, "Oh my God." what's going on you know just it seems to be going on here forever and uh, uh just at the point where i couldn't really wait any longer the, the door burst open and dr garcia came in and uh our our pediatrician dr Talachia, they were both in scrubs and they looked absolutely ashen they looked white they looked in shock and they they said to me that this this there's been a big problem you know uh things aren't right with with you and mm-hmm. they almost made out that you were like uh, you know it was, it was like something out of a horror horror movie mm-hmm. the way they Dr. were just, just
1: was crying and wow. yeah he was like when when doctor when i was in Obviously, then you got to hold him. You were the first one to hold him. That's that's later you. on, isn't it?
2: But at that point, uh, Talachia said to me, he says, oh, he's got massive, you've got massive complications and you, you're on a ventilator. So the first thing that came to mind for me was, well, if he has that many complications, take him off the ventilator. That's what I said at that point. Yeah. So the Gia says to me, he says, "No, he says, I I can't play God. I'm not God. I can't do that." Wow. You know. So um, it 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 kind of moved on. An ambulance took you away to Variety Children's Hospital in South Miami, and uh, I because I because you'd been explained to me as such a horrific person, you know, or a horrific birth. There are, I didn't go near the Variety Children's Hospital. for, I, di- I didn't go near the place. I didn't want to go there, to be fair, to be honest. I just wanted to avoid it. I was like the ostrich. I buried my head in the sand. So anyway, Mona's, as it happened, Mona's friend, who was, was the nurse that was looking after you, and she said to Mona, she said, tell Dermot that he needs to come down here because you're, in, you're incredible, he really needs to see you, you know, so I drove down to South Miami so I drove down to Variety Children's Hospital and I remember driving down there all the way. I, I just didn't I, I just was going through a lot in my mind, and then I got there and I, I went I walked up to the second floor where you were and opened the door and Mona's friend. The nurse had you in her arms, and it was like something out of a out of a film, film, a movie. At that point, because the room was so bright, I, I just I kind of looked, and I I could see you there. You know, you were there, in, in like a you were wrapped in a kind of a shawl type thing. And she she had her in her, her arms, and uh, she passed it. She passed you to me, and I held you in my arms, and that was it. You know, I I um I just kind of melted. You melted me, basically. I
0: I just. So at that at that point, you didn't really see the that it was a problem that the doctors had described.
2: Not at yeah. all. No, I mean they'd even got you. The, one of the consultants came and he said that they'd arranged for you to be in residential care because they wow. wouldn't deal with. Because that. they thought we wouldn't be able to deal with you. So they what? Were,
0: what happened? We our heads. What happened then? From um, you, you, Dad, you seeing me, Mum? Ha- what, what? Where were you at this point? Were you still at the other hospital?
1: I was still in the hospital for about a week. Yeah. and So I didn't see you at all for about a week. week. Yeah. So when I could travel, uh, Dad took me over to the hospital and uh, you weren't feeding. They said you just won't, you're just not feeding. So I fed you and you never looked back. That was it. You just, it was just, you went from strength to strength. It was like almost like you were waiting for me. To get there, so it was like, yeah.
0: wow. So that that must have been kind of life changing. So what what happened then? Were you able to take me home straight away, or?
1: Um, I think pretty much we could because you were strong. You were off. The, you were off any kind of help, um, and you'd you'd gain strength. You you were strong. Other than the physical disabilities you had um we went um yeah we went I took we took you home came and got you took you home and we were coming over the causeway um um and there was a I was feeling pretty low as we both were it was like so we just didn't know what to expect what, what what's going to happen now on this journey and just coming over the causeway and we saw this big sign over the causeway and it said Aster, we're glad you're here, and that just changed my whole big thoughts um, about it. It just it just took it out because it was like God talking to me. Uh, but then we realized afterwards there was a convention in town for travel agents. American, but we didn't American know American
2: Society of Travel Agents, ages, but, but the, sign, the sign says, Asta, Miami is glad is you. Is Miami larger. is glad you're here. Yeah." And right uh, at that
0: point.
1: That but was it, it just the like, message. It for was us. like
2: a w, double double for us because yeah. yes, on one side it, it was the, the, the three-dimensional structure had said that, but on the other side it was for us. Mm. Yeah.
1: Oh I, I took it. I took it because that was there for, for me and it um. because it changed me. It it went in.
0: So you guys you guys the the transition happened then didn't it you you, your lives yeah essentially would never be the same again and you you went you went from being um parents because you'd had my brother simon to being parents and carers without a clue of what to do so what 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 happened then i mean how, how did you approach things and you know how How did you... What was your outlook on life after that?
1: Well, we kind of... We were a little bit naive because we'd obviously never had to deal with anything like that before. We were just... When we got home, we were just doing what you do when you have a new baby and everything. Um, The kind of breakthrough happened when we got a telephone call, didn't we? Mm. From a doctor, Shufflebarger, and he was an orthopedic surgeon who worked in Variety Children's Hospital and he he phoned us up and he'd obviously seen you in, when you were there and he said, I can straighten him out. I can help, you know, and it was like another
2: bolt Very cool.
1: you know, to help.
2: He, you know? he was great. Yeah. He was just, you know, he was coming from the lights as far as I was concerned because it picked us up off the ground because we kind of felt that there'd be hope for you then. Yeah, and that you'd be able to uh, get structurally uh, some kind of reasonable way of, mm. of being. So he 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 had a an, his assistant. It was a black guy called Johnny, and he was one of the nicest people I'd ever met. He he did your feet. He, he helped with your club feet, and he was so gentle, manipulating and putting you in pots and, and stuff. And uh, I, I think you, I think you had a couple of procedures as well done, surgical yeah. procedures by Dr. Shuffle. Yeah, yeah,
1: tendon releases
2: and yeah, yeah, things like in Miami. That. In fact, yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, in hindsight, if we'd have been able to uh, ground ground ourselves in 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 Miami and things had have been structurally better for us, then it probably would have been a better way for you to have been. Uh, looked after um, as uh, medical, medical wise, because he was probably one of the foremost experts in the world. But
0: um, it, I mean, he it, was there at the right moment, though, wasn't he? So I, I guess it's oh
1: yeah, it, it was, he was yeah. there to pick us up when we needed
0: it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really. So let's fast forwarding on onto uh, me as a growing up and as a maybe is almost coming into my teens now mm-hmm. um you know because i don't think people really understand that the trans i call it a transition because it is a transition that parents go through from parenthood to carers it's almost you know and you you, you have this responsibility don't you for someone that and it's more of a responsibility that that than you'd have for for your child It's it's just Uh, added extra isn't it so uh, how does it how did it how does it feel to be a carer
1: well the when this happened to us and we you got through the baby stages and everything and you you grew up and you were the most entertaining um positive child you were everybody loved you and there was you had no problem interacting and just being part of the gang, you had loads of friends. Um, the And at that point then, we realised that our lives had changed forever. We were no longer part of the norm. You know, we were, like, no, no longer part of um, the everyday um, goings-on of, of the so-called normal families and everything. Did you we feel
0: segregated?
2: Totally- Um, Well, let's put it this way. When we came back to England, England's a great country and they're so good at at caring, especially for for people with children with disabilities. Um, But the problem we had was that we almost felt as though we were being looked at all the time. Mm, we'd take you out on the streets you know in a pushchair and everything else and it was always mm. people looking at us i mean I, I can understand how celebrities feel with paparazzi because it was a similar experience for us with you you know and um, i i suppose that we we adjusted to that mm. gradually
1: i used to get really angry yeah because i just i just it, it just got to me but it that that kind of because you start to go on you you start to take on a different aspect and you know
2: but um, i can, i can understand what it's like for other carers now mm-hmm. i really do because you can't fully dedicate your life to earning a living because a lot of your life is taken up by by being a carer mm-hmm. and the 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 lack of support for carers uh, in the world, I'm, I'm not just saying in this country because we've experienced other countries as well. Is is, is isn't good? The, because there the should be. Uh, my feeling is, and and is that, that it's a level of compassion in society that creates a oneness that 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 people want to ha- actually help each other. I mean, to me, service is 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 the top of the the top of the tree. To serve another human being is a, is a gift, and that's the way that I kind of started to evolve regarding being a, a carer. But I don't feel like a carer because I almost feel like your best friend in a way, and I would rather see it on that level. And but but I, I don't know how other carers go on. But I just think that the, the the society has to change its way of looking at, at, at the care aspect and see it not as a burden, but see it as as something that is as a present. It's something as a gift to allow, because I mean, people talk about mental health, but I think it would help mental health a lot if we were all uh, if we all came to a point. Where we realize we are actually one family, but not one family as a country because i can't I don't like borders, I just don't it's one world, and I think everyone should be one family on this planet and look after one another you know that, that''s just where, where i what, how I feel, and I know I think it's evolved from the fact that that I've been part of your life as well
0: I think the word i think people take i don't know when looking from the outside in from my point of view i think people tend to just take for granted the word carer when in actual fact to me the, the word carer means to actually care mm-hmm. you know and it's not and it's not just um it's not just a job it's 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 caring for someone's life you know mm-hmm. And I think um, I just I I think that there definitely needs to be more support and, yeah. mm-hmm. and, I, and I feel... more recognition. But you've you guys have helped other carers across the world, haven't mm-hmm. you? When they've when they've been mm-hmm. in touch,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we have, and and
2: because people get down and they go through the the bad moments and. Really, are genuinely, are genuinely want to connect with other, other human beings because that's that's part of of coexisting. Of I mean, we're social social animals, you know. Other carers as well. Oh God, yeah. Because I I'd like to be there to to pick someone up when they when they're down because I don't feel I don't feel down. About things, I think a little bit bit of more uh, uh, support would help. I mean, for instance, I mean, I'll, I'll just this is a quick quick one about the financial side of things. Brenda and I are both pensioners, so we we live on state pension, and 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 it doesn't add up to a fortune. So we we have a little bit of savings, and not a lot. But if you have savings more than 14000 you can't get carer's allowance because it's taxed. But the carer's allowance is only 70 quid a week. But that 70 quid a week would really help uh, all carers because it gives them a little bit of joy or a little bit of happiness. I mean, you know, we very rarely go out to eat. We don't do it. We don't have that 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 uh, habit of doing things because we we budget Mm -hmm. we 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 budget we we like look at the our income that's coming in and then we look at our outgoings in fact mom does the accounts so she does all the budgeting and she's got that budget head so she knows how much we 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 can let our belts out out and believe you me we don't let our belts out that far so you know it it I just I feel if if the a little bit of help goes a long way. It doesn't have to be a lot. Just a little bit of help goes a long way, and I feel that if if everyone becomes selfless rather than selfish and cares for one another, has that caring feeling, then what's in the pot will actually go around and help everyone.
1: And I know we're we're your parents. And we care for you so much, and we wouldn't have it any other way. But we're still carers.
0: Well, yeah, just it's because we're related just, to just you, just because you're my parents, doesn't doesn't say you know, oh, doesn't doesn't you? I you were I wasn't born with this license saying right, you're my parents, you must care for me for the rest of my right. life. Right? It's it's, it's it's you know, you guys have got a life as well. So if if someone I say with influence, but these days, who knows? From influence from government, we sat with you now. What would you say to them uh, in terms of help that care is needed?
1: I just try and put across to them: try walking in our shoes, try just take, try experiencing going to a home where there's a carer. And just watch and, li- and learn and listen. And then you'll get a perspective of what people are going through.
0: And on the financial side, Dad, what, what would you say to them?
2: I'd say to stop taxing carers' allowance. I'd say take the cap off, you know, give a little bit. You, you, give a little bit, you know, stop taking. Mm-hmm. Because that's why this planet's dying, because everyone's take, 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 take. They've forgotten how to give. It's, you know, it's very rare that you meet someone who wants to give. I know we have all these charities and things, but, you know, charity is, is something that is, is it, sh- it should be seen. It shouldn't be charity. It should be gifts. We want to give to each other because this life's being given to us. I mean, we, we arrive on this planet and everything's given to us you know there's there's no guarantees here none of us we all know that so i'm sure that if we were all more loving with each other then we'd stand a chance of surviving as 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 this culture but i mean really it you know i think it starts by by sharing caring and and being understanding and that's that understanding is understanding each each human being as someone who's unique and treating them with care and love, and and because it, 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 people are crying out for that love, they're crying out for that attention. That's why the media is full of, of, of uh, people who are, are looking for that. And you know, and I mean, both Mum and I have worked in the media for, for, for twenty odd years, but we were in the, the the media side of it that was poorly paid. I mean, I was in the I, I worked in in the archive. For, for for one of the major uh, uh, TV channels in the UK, a mum, you you worked in production, didn't you? You know, for for uh, for one of the major soaps. But you still UK. you. But you were still carers. Yeah, but we're still carers caring, all the time, all the time. And I mean, my big focus—it's you've been up, The first focus for me was when you were going through your, your sexual changes, because I I just thought well. Just because he's disabled doesn't mean to say he can't have a sexual relationship. So I'd, 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 because we didn't have a great deal of finances, we, we, we went through the media to, to be able to make that happen for you, you know, and it did. And my, my thing for you has always been you're a great communicator and you're a great actor, you're a great impersonator, you're a great comedian. So why and a singer, singer you 've got one of the best voices that i've heard, so why, why, why haven't you been picked up? and you know why? Because I know in my heart that disability, they say diversity and inclusion and everything else, but actually working on the other side of the media, I see that the the, the media structures. The the government says, "Well, you, you have to be diverse, you have to be inclusive," but it becomes a paper exercise. It becomes a box-ticking exercise because if it, I because I know you are so talented that it had to be in a box-ticking exercise because I, because you know why there's a fear mm. of allowing
0: disability to come into
2: the media. Disability,
0: so disability has been, and it still is, really low on the run. And I think um, I, I, I I honestly don't know what's going to change it. But what if, if you met someone now that was just starting out on your journey 40 years ago, because I'm 40, and they came to you, for advice, young a young couple that just had a person with a disability born. What would you say to them?
1: I would say just stay totally open and accepting. Um oh, and, uh, oh, <laughs> I didn't say him or her, did I? <laughs> no, he did. Oh, oh. Well uh yeah just just stay open because I think the 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 worst thing you can do is reject or try and hide or you know just just be open and just treat the person like a a human being.
2: Like, I, I'd say embrace as well. Yeah, embrace just to embrace, it. Yeah. embrace it or yeah. just to accept, just yeah. to go with it. Because just, just to. Get yeah. your boot, fill your yeah. boots.
1: Yeah. Because it does you know. bring a lot of joy. Yeah. You'll see once you've let all that go, there's a lot of joy to be had there.
0: I'd just like Actually, to we- I'd just like to reiterate to people watching that a carer carers can't put the, the baton down. They're always on call twenty four seven. And yes, they might be a family member, but at the end of the day, there's, there's still a carer and they've been given this label uh, a carer when that person came into their life so I would say like you just be more open minded about people and what they're going through and you know and I think I'd say I I, I certainly wouldn't be here if I didn't have such A. good parents, be Good carers, and probably the, the 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 biggest one, good friends. Because when when you have a disability, and you're with someone, whether you're living with them or uh, and the the your family member, you become friends because you share absolutely everything. People say to me that, oh, you know, how I don't know how you talked about wanting a sexual experience with your mum and dad. Well. I don't see it like that. I see it as that I, talking to my friends about it because I've shared everything else with them. They wipe my ass. They do everything for me. So what's what's the difference, you know? And I'd I'd give final word to you guys, you know. And it are forty years on now, and you're still caring for me, and and you know you haven't dropped the baton and. We're, don't you need a break?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, with we, we, look, the first thing is is I think it's great now that you've you've got a partner, and she's probably one of the nicest people that I've met, and she's just it's almost mm-hmm. God given. Is she's come out of the blue, and uh, you you have such a good relationship, so. That is giving us a little bit of a break because it's it's relieving our worries about about
0: uh, you b- being having a soulmate. Really, that's, that's the other thing, isn't it? That it's not just the worry when you know during the moment when you're looking after that person, but it's it's also for for me as well the worry when that person or the carers leave your life and it's like whoa you know there's almost like that like this feeling of a massive void coming but like you say you know I think it's really important to develop relationships and develop loving relationships with with people so you can carry on
2: yeah oh definitely and then the second the second uh because it's it's like um it's like a pillars. I see them as pillars. That that pillars in now. Now the next pillar is for society to accept you as a media personality. I mean, what's the problem? You can do so much. So you know what? I, I mean, if if there are any, if there are, is anyone who, who is actually listening to, to us, who, who is in a position of of power and can pull some of the levers, then. You know, I, I, my heart says, give the poor guy a chance. Give him a break because he's trying so hard to build his brand. You, I, I see you day after day on social media, doing your TikTok, doing the, the, the YouTube, doing y- y- your podcast, doing everything else. You just need that break. And if there's any human out there that is possibly able to give you that break, then I, all I can say to them is that if you are given that break, then you are going to get so blessed. So much life. back. Yeah. So blessed, like we've been. Mm. But hey, you know, who knows?
0: Mom and Dad, thank you so much for everything. Yeah. And um, it's just, you know, it's selfless. And mm. I don't think, People realize, and I think they need to
1: thank you for, yeah. Well, thank you for being here, well, you thank, you, and thank too you for being, being in you our lives
0: and being for a,
2: a real human being yeah. because you are a generous, caring, absolutely loving human being. And this planet is lucky to have you here that mm-hmm. your soul did arrive in that moment mm-hmm. in Miami at that point. And what a place to arrive as well. You know, you had a great stage to arrive on.
0: So long, may it continue. Well, if anyone ever needs an example of, you know, how it is and and how open we are, then this is it. Keep watching and hit subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications of new upcoming shows. Mom and Dad, Brendan Dermot, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: love you. you. Love you. I love you.